Salam Radio Show acknowledges that the land from which we're broadcasting is the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The colonial project is ongoing and continues to disenfranchise First Nation people. I recognize that sovereignty has never been ceded and like to pay my respect to elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Salam Radio ਸਿਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਕੇਸ ਲੱਭਣੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਤਾਂ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਛੇਤੀ ਐਸੀ ਡ
ਨਿਤ ਕੰਟਰੋਵਰਸੀ ਕਰੇਟ ਮਿਲੂਗੀ ਧਰਮਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਤੇ ਡਿਬੇਟ ਮਿਲੂਗੀ ਸੱਚ ਬੋਲੇਗਾ ਤਾਂ ਮਿਲੂ 295 ਜੇ ਕਰੇਗਾ ਤਰੱਕੀ ਪੁੱਤ ਹੇਟ ਮਿਲੂਗੀ ਮੀਡੀਆ ਕਈ ਬਣ ਬੈਠੇ ਅੱਜ ਦੇ ਗਵਾਰ ਇੱਕੋ ਝੂਠ ਬੋਲਦੇ ਆ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਬਾਰ ਬਾਰ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਜਨਾਨੀਆਂ ਨਾ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਚੁਗਲੀਆਂ ਤੇ ਸ਼ੋਧਾ ਨਾਮ ਰੱਖਦੇ ਆ ਚੱਜ ਦਾ ਵਿਚਾਰ ਸ਼ਾਮ ਤੇ ਸਵੇਰੇ ਭਾਲ ਦੇ ਵਿਵਾਦ ਨੇ ਐਵੇਂ ਤੇਰੇ ਨਾਲ ਕਰਦੇ ਫਸਾਦ ਨੇ ਵੀ ਘੱਟ ਨਾਲੇ ਨਿੰਦ ਤੇ ਪਰਾਉਣੇ ਨੂੰ ਨਾਲੇ ਉਹਦੇ ਕੱਲੇ ਕੱਲੇ ਗੀਤ ਯਾਦ ਨੇ ਭਾਵੇਂ ਔਖੀ ਹੋਈ ਐ ਕਰਾਉਡ ਤੇਰੇ ਤੇ ਬੋਲਦੇ ਨੇ ਐਵੇਂ ਸਾਲੇ ਲਾਉਡ ਤੇਰੇ ਤੇ ਪਰ ਇੱਕ ਗੱਲ ਰੱਖੀ ਮੇਰੀ ਯਾਦ ਪੁੱਤਰਾ ਆ ਬਾਪੂ ਤੇਰਾ ਬੜਾਇਆ ਪਰਾਉਣ ਤੇਰੇ ਤੇ ਦੱਬ ਗਿਆ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਨੇ ਵਹਿਮ ਪਾਲਿਆ ਉੱਠ ਪੁੱਤ ਝੋਟਿਆ ਓਏ ਮੂਸੇ ਵਾਲਿਆ ਜੇ ਐਵੇਂ ਰਿਹਾ ਕੀਤਾ ਵਿੱਚ ਸੱਚ ਬੋਲਦਾ ਆਉਣ ਵਾਲੀ ਪੀੜ੍ਹੀ ਐਜੂਕੇਟ ਮਿਲੂਗੀ ਨਿਤ ਕੰਟਰੋਵਰਸੀ ਕਰੇਟ ਮਿਲੂਗੀ Salam y'all and welcome to Salam Radio Show. I hope you're having a nice Sunday afternoon and if you're tuning in on the repeat on Friday, having a nice Friday night. Uh, we have um, a really interesting show today with an amazing guest and a friend in us um, who is a host of uh, Thursday Breakfast Show on 3CR. If you haven't listened to Thursday Breakfast Show, I highly recommend to listen to this amazing show full of information and up-to-date news. Uh, also, Inez is an amazing selector and a DJ who um, I always love chatting to about music and yeah, Indian music specifically as well and Bollywood music. So, hi Inez, how are you going? Hello, I'm really excited to be here. It's a honor to be on Salaam for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you, Inez. Um, I also forgot to say Inez is um, an amazing um, speaker and activist for Palestine and has been very supportive and um, outspoken about this topic. So... It's um yeah it's great to have you on the show especially now that we're doing we're focusing a lot of our shows on uh mostly um you know uh, local issues social issues and uh um and uh, anything to do around Palestine as well so how are you going Ines I'm good I was frantically trying to put <laughs> the show together and select all my songs yeah. and it was really nice to kind of go back through my catalog in my brain to be like, what are the songs I grew up with? What yeah. are the songs I danced to at weddings? Um, what are the songs that mean a lot to me now? So, yeah. yeah, it's been really special to like, yeah, go through my music catalog and my history. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm glad I'm, I've asked you to, to do that because, uh, yeah, um, you have a great taste and we need to show it off, you know? We need to show it in this show and, yeah, celebrate... Um, the yeah this amazing music that i don't think gets platformed enough and yeah yeah um and so, also the yeah. the last song that we played just before was yes was um there. 295 by sid the muswala um and i wanted to start off with that as a tribute to him as he was killed in may 2022 and he was a punjabi icon and he was collaborating mm. with so many amazing people um yeah and he means a lot to a lot of us so Amazing. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about your background and your relationship to Punjabi culture? Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I am Punjabi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I grew up, uh, yeah, here and in London, where a lot of like the 
a lot of my influences come from, like the UK mm. Punjabi scene, particularly around South Hall. Um, yeah, and I re- really love it there. I think there's a really amazing like 90s underground history there as well with like daytimers where, yeah, where P- <laughs> Punjabi and like, yeah, Asian and yeah, just everybody. It was just a brown, beautiful community that couldn't go out in the nighttime so they would throw daytime raves so you could say that you're going to the library mm-hmm. and be in time home for dinner so that's really cool that is so sick i remember us talking about it on sitting on the couch having our ciggies and like ah, talking about this and listening to some cool punjabi music um that i can't wait to for you to play again on this show so um uh, a question where is Punjab and what are the demo- demographics? Yeah, so Punjab is a state in the north of India where like Sikhs are the main religious group mm. and geographically it's really important, it's significant. It also shares a border with Kashmir, which is like a really highly militarized and occupied region. Mm. And also in terms of partition, like when India gained independence from the British in 1947, This also meant that, like, the larger Punjab province was partitioned along religious lines. So, Mm. you know, the Muslim majority became Pakistan and then Hindu-Sikh majority remained in India. And this was, like, such a huge mass displacement and horrific violence, particularly at, like, the border scenes. And the impacts of this, you know, I don't know, essentially two-state solution, I still felt to this day really politically and personally, Mm. Um, yeah. And that's kind of the little rundown on <laughs> Punjab. No, it's really good to know this. Um, and uh, yeah, and how did Punjabi music come about as well? It's a yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Punjabi music. I don't know all the origin history, but yeah. what I do know is Punjabi music is loud and it's celebratory <laughs> um, and really often joyous and surrounded around community and you know if you know the dance bhangra that comes from us and being able to it's just wearing loud colors being loud playing the doll you know Mm. really going for it and then the kind of music that we play at the gudwara which is our temple on sundays is like really relaxed with like the tabla and Mm. yeah it's just really special it it, i think it's it's complete livelihood of at least my punjabi culture and a lot of punjabis culture I would say too. I guess is it still shared between the Muslim Punjab and the Hindu? What do you mean? The the music itself or is it different but after the separation? I'm not sure. Um yeah. I, I yeah, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm. But I know that there is a lot of like cross cultural sharing. Mm. Um but how that's experienced kind of here or in the diaspora or interpersonally I don't know. I'd, I'd hope that everybody's listening to everybody's tunes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's play one more Punjab song and then we'll come back. I'm not 
ਸੀ ਨਾ ਲੱਭਦੇ ਕਿਤੇ ਜਨਾਬ ਟਿਕ ਕੇ ਬੈਕ ਤੇ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਦਿਲ ਵਿੱਚ ਵੱਜੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਰਬਾ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਗੀਆਂ ਪੱਤੀਆਂ ਚੁੱਕੀਆਂ ਮੈਂ ਇਸ਼ਕ ਦੀਆਂ ਛੱਤੀਆਂ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਲੀਣ ਨਾ ਦਿੰਦੀਆਂ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਲੀਣ ਨਾ ਦਿੰਦੀਆਂ ਇੱਕ ਸਾਡੇ ਮਿਲਣ ਦੀਆਂ ਖਬਰਾਂ ਪਿਆਰ ਚ ਪਿਜਣ ਦੀਆਂ ਸਦਰਾਂ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਜੀਣ ਨਾ ਦਿੰਦੀਆਂ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਜੀਣ ਚੜ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਤੇਰਾ ਨਾਮ ਸੁਣ ਕੇ ਆਲਾ ਨੂੰ ਮੈਂ ਗੜ ਨਾਲ ਲਾਲਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁਣ ਜੇ ਦਿਲਾਂ ਤੇ ਨਾਮ ਲਿਖ ਦੇ ਮੈਂ ਨਾਮ ਤੇਰਾ ਦਿਲ ਤੇ ਲਖਾ ਲਾਣੀ ਹਵਾਵਾਂ ਤੈਨੂੰ ਲਗਣ ਨਾ ਤੱਤੀਆਂ ਫਿਕਰਾਂ ਮੈਂ ਵਾਜਾ ਮਾਰ ਸਪੀਆਂ ਇਹ ਦਾਰੂ ਹੁਣ ਇਹ ਦਾਰੂ ਹੁਣ ਪੀਣੇ ਨਾ ਦਿੰਦੀਆਂ ਇੱਕ ਸਾਡੇ ਮਿਲਣ ਦੀਆਂ ਖਬਰ ਪਿਆਰ ਚ ਪਿਛੜ ਦੀਆਂ ਸਦਰ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਜੀਣੇ ਨਾ ਦਿੰਦੀਆਂ ਇਹ ਹੁਣ ਮੈਨੂੰ that song was summer high by ap dillon um i'm starting off with some of like my contemporary favorites so that i'll move into some of the cool songs that i kind of grew up with mm, that was such a nice vibe like disco kind of sunday um really beautiful song um yeah we were talking about before the um demographics of punjab uh, and the partition uh that happened um uh after the independence of india from the british colonization and that leads us to our following question uh which we want to talk about in the show um would love to know more about the current farmers protests that's happening in india um would you like to tell us a little bit more about that yeah, yeah 100% i'm also yeah what a disclaimer that like i'm just a punjabi in the diaspora that's also learning um yeah. as we're going i'm no by by no means a historical expert but yeah the indian farmers have been protesting a large majority of them are from punjab and it kind of started there and escalated there um and they are protesting for mandatory minimum price for their crops for about two weeks now and that's kind of sparked by reforms that happen when india basically has given over its agricultural market to large corporations in the global north which has left mm. you know a lot of farmers across india um but specifically in punjab as well like 
the the crop fires are really really low people are really struggling and yeah also negotiations with the modi government have been unsuccessful and it led to a resurgence of the protests like you might have seen a similar rebellion in 2021 so it's kind of a resurgence of that mm. and what's the relationship um to israel of india's government yeah yeah so i think it really does start with <laughs> um modi who yeah i guess the relationship maybe we can go into that a yeah. little bit later would that be all right yeah sure um uh yeah so or i can talk about that now no it's yeah well, well, yeah well, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fine yeah. um yeah i guess like initially with the farmers protest what we've seen is israeli drone tactics that even intelligence bureaus in india have said that they haven't seen drones like this before mm. and it's a clear tactic of what's been happening in gaza mm. and given that you know a lot of ministers regularly visit israel it's a pretty clear connection um there's also a strong connection between you know yeah modi and netanyahu but also definitely like hindu nationalism and zionism about like i want to we want it to be an ethno state um so yeah with the drones <laughs> they were flying around they're dropping tear gas and in kind of a badass way the farmers used like kites to intercept them and mm. firecrackers but yeah i think the <laughs> <laughs> the relationship is really important to highlight like india one is Israel's largest military buyer of weapons and technology mm. and also directly uses this to surveil and kill people in Kashmir. Mm. And then also there's Adani and Elbert, which I'm sure a lot of people listening mm-hmm. to 3CR would have heard those names, has delivered Indian-made military drones to Israel, which are already being used in surveillance, aerial bombardment and killing in Gaza. So these are Indian-made a lot of these as well. Mm. And India produces critical components for major Israeli companies. And yeah, I think even when Israel is looking for workers for labor to continue the genocide, Israel is looking for workers from India. Mm. That's because, you know, they don't want Palestinians anymore to work for them because that was the case previously and the Palestinians um yeah workers have been attacked and um on top of that kicked out of their jobs and now they want to totally get rid of uh, uh Palestinians and uh, substitute them with Indians and it's really scary like okay if Israel is a very racist place so I'm I like and for Indian for to hire Indian workers there uh there's a high concern of you know what those workers will go through that the government obviously is not considering and they just uh, it's all comes down to economics and masqueraded by you know saying um yeah um by by indian um politicians uh being staunchly pro israel and um playing on the muslim hindu conflict to um yeah to gain approval or i don't know yeah 100% yeah. i think yeah. even like 
when you're looking at the ads that were put up for the workers, mm. a lot of them were put up in BJP majority run states, which is yeah mm. the um, the political party of Prime Minister Narendra Modi. Mm. Um, and also this it it stated in the ads that workers have to be Hindu. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, that goes to say that goes a lot. to say yeah a lot that like even yeah. in this horrific exploitation of labor they still only want hindus Mm -hmm. even if anybody else wanted to they should have but even if they wanted to they couldn't um but there has been like some wins i know that it it sounds really um they have a very close relationship no one's denying that at all and not saying that there hasn't been huge massive protests for solidarity with palestine and importantly uh a major trade union the water Water Transport Workers Federation of India at Indian seaports refused to handle cargo ships containing mm. weapons for Israel. And considering their close relationship, the, the, this action and union has like really strong disruptive strength and taking power and knowing that like these things are happening across mm. the world, but particularly in India where there's a lot of fascism on the rise and it's still there, mm. knowing that people like you are taking this action unions are taking this action Mm. it's pretty amazing yeah well it's always the government that is like you know it's always um the politics of the country what we see of it is what the government stand is but we rarely see what the people on the ground think and and feel and um I know that, you know, I've been contacted by actually an Indian person since uh, what happened in what since the events in Palestine. And she's showed a lot of solidarity for Palestinian. But at the same time, she she was also telling me about how bad the government is and how much there is censorship. So, you know, like um, we have to always keep in mind that the government doesn't does doesn't most in most of the time represent its people and um there is a connection to you know what happened in punjab and stuff and um yeah there is a connection to the also the colonial uh, um history of india by the british there's a connection there's dots that you can connect where it's you know similar kind of colonialist history going on elsewhere and it's you know um it's a bit of a complex situation in india but um i feel like i wish we could know more about what the people on the ground are thinking and it's really difficult to know when it's you know highly censored and yeah yeah definitely mm. i think yeah a point on like knowing what is happening on the ground. I think sometimes when you're looking out, you can see like a social movement as like sometimes only one. And it's Mm. like, this is what everybody is seeing. And I think it's, I really wanted to highlight, especially coming on the show and talking about it is that yes, there's been huge mass censorship of like farmers protests on social media, but also within the farmers protests, there are farmers from like lower caste backgrounds, such as Dalits who are also called, you know, the untouchables who are actually treated worse in society by upper caste 
jut farmers and get less attention. Mm. And like the caste system in India uh, can be complicated to maybe understand, but particularly with the the lit class, it is untouchables. Yeah, they're named untouchables because it's forbidden to touch them. You're kind of like forbidden to join a lot of religious and social life and you're confined to like menial tasks, often where people can't even see you. Like there mm. is a caste system, yes, but the lits in India have also said that they don't even feel like they're part of a caste system. You're kind of s- tainted by birth or seen as impure. It's horrific. Like mm. you drink from a different cup. They use a different sponge to wash it. The lits also, you know, perform tasks such as like swimming in the river Ganges, which is like heavily polluted. It's mm. seen as sacred. So you have like ashes and dead bodies that are thrown in there. Mm. And they swim to collect the jewelry from the dead in the river, maybe earning $2 a day on a good day. Mm. And also important to note that it's in BJP run states that have the highest reported violence against Dalits. And you don't really see that in the media reporting. And also you don't see women who are also really vital to the farming and agriculture industry in Punjab. And they're also left out. And yeah, I think it's important to recognize the kind of totality and the intersections within a social movement. So yeah, those are the things that I think I wanted to highlight. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, it's really important to, to know all this info. Um, so can we play a couple of songs? Yes, a hundred percent. I'm going to play Panjiba by Jasmine Sandlas and Mani Sadhu. Amazing. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio.
and you're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. I'm your host Marushti and I'm here with Inez. How's it going, Inez? It's good. Uh, we played a couple of tracks before that you selected. Would you like to back announce? Yeah, so we played Panjiba by Jasmine Sandals, Mani Sadhu, and then Lava by Diljit Doshan, and then Jin Mahi, which is the last song by Malkit Singh. Mm. Uh, we're talking off air about your relation to Sikh, Sikhism. Yes. I would love you to, to tell the listeners how yeah that evolved. Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a lot a lot of Punjabis that you meet will be Sikh, which is mm. the religion, not always. And yeah, my relationship to it was really challenging. I think, you know, when you grow up in a really maybe challenging household and kind of religion is used as a weapon or a tool of control. Um, you Especially don't... disconnected from the origin as well, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Where did you grow up mainly? Was mainly, you, yeah. mainly in Australia, in so Australia, called Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, yeah, in London and in Singapore and in India. Mm. And yeah, I think for a long time my yeah, religion was just a tool for control. And mm. when it's like used in that way as a way to like undermine or uphold really strong patriarchal values, um, being <laughs> like a queer femme in this environment was like not healthy, mm. um, at least in the, some of the spaces that I were in. But I think recently, you know, I think we're a lot of us are maybe dealing with existential questioning of like, how do we keep doing this work? Um, we have to. And I found myself like praying to the ocean a lot because I was mm. like, the ocean feels strong. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I, I was thinking about, yeah, religion more and looking at my own history and what Sikhism has actually been like. And I thought, maybe let's give this a go again. Maybe I can like think about it in different ways. And there's like two, we have like 12 gurus. The first one is Guru Nanak, who really thinks about like service and how do you give back to your community. And then there's also Guru Gobind Singh, who was like a big fighter and strong (laughs) abolitionist in lots of ways and a warrior and no religion is perfect but I found a lot of solace in that and trying to think about it and I was talking to my mum I was like I've been actually praying again and yeah listening to the teachings of like Guru Nanak about service and then Guru Gobind about fighting and she was like yeah a lot of our religion is not always about just praying and hoping things will go away it's like taking direct action Mm, I Um, love that Yeah. yeah Um, yeah, well, it's. Um, I feel like there is this disconnect. Well, living in a colony such as Australia, a lot of, you know, um, communities are disconnected from, you know, their original place and their culture. And I feel like the message get blurred, like the, you know, the culture, like the religion we practice it kind of like um, uh, loses its message sometimes because we're disconnected from the original place and uh, the people that practice this religion. Um, and, you know, living in a in a colony is very challenging for ma- marginalized people. And um, sometimes, yeah, those, yeah, 
this is my personal opinion um but yeah sometimes i feel like um the essence of what a religion was supposed to be it gets lost and you know like you're saying it was used to to do horrible things um yeah instead of like the real ultimate message of um the Sikh religion and i find that in other religions as well yeah definitely um, but it's it's good to yeah it's it's good to not judge it like that like to to just sit with it and like you said like explore it and know what's good about it and why you know why is it why was it so popular like religions are very popular like they're and for a reason because it had a strong message and uh yeah and i think it's good to explore that as well yeah, yeah 100% i think it was also really nice being able to yeah connect with my mum over this and mm. she was like you know whether or not you believed it or like actively practiced mm. sikhism like you were a sikh the whole time because you carried mm. out these values Beautiful. and you lived by them and that was really like really emotional to that's hear that's so true i see you yeah. as a warrior and, <laughs> an, and an action like an action person for sure i can see those values yeah in you. it's special i was like yeah. i am guided by this maybe in ways that I didn't even know so to be able to like reclaim it and find your way back to it has actually brought me yeah a lot of a lot of like spiritual solace I think that I feel mm. like I was missing and people practice spirituality in lots of ways but that was mine that really helped yeah yeah and I mean I feel like uh we need some sort of you know we have like science and technology to figure out like the technical stuff in our life, but we don't necessarily like we have the religion to figure out like the some guidance when it comes to the moral stuff and um and yeah like it's good to have a reference point and especially if it's related to your culture it's it's good to explore that and understand it more and um yeah, it's something that we need in our society when we're also living a lot of existential crisis and, um, yeah, having lots of um, moral dilemmas and stuff. But, yeah, I was going to say with the Sikhs, there was a, there was a lot of um, events that happened after 9-11 in America where Sikhs were targeted because they thought they were Muslim because they were wearing they had a beard and wearing the uh, i don't know what you call it but the turban yeah. in in and uh, um for the muslim but so just because we looked alike you you were um persecuted do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah definitely i think it is unfortunate that one that islamophobia and hatred and killings happened and also hmm. the fact that yeah both they were like you are muslim so we're gonna hurt you as well but and, and one thing that was frustrating is a lot of the community it was like hey we're not muslim that was the main thing it was like hmm. hey guys we are we're not why are you trying to kill us but really not always but i'll preface that again um the the notion should have been like let's band together <laughs> mm. and say like how do we protect each other against white supremacy 
against racial violence as opposed to saying we're not we're not like them and mm. yeah i think particularly with the rise of like hindu nationalism and islamophobia is really strong and really really strong in india and mm. in quite a lot of indians not everyone again i'm saying not everybody but it mm. is something that comes up quite a lot and i yeah it happens in in a lot of my like yeah internal maybe extended family kind of circles but not always yeah 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 um yeah um it's it's a really interesting um topic how you know you, you just uh how yeah islamophobia like the propaganda that happened after um 9/11 kind of like Uh, the effect of that by there was lots of uh, hate crimes in America and way more than any terrorists like the the people that died from hate crime in America was way higher than what they call terrorist quota attacks so um so we yeah i guess like we need to understand the effect of media and how dangerous it is on our communities and on our safety as well so i guess yeah i've read a really really beautiful book um called the muslims are coming by kundnani like i'll get the full name but it was a really um eye opener on uh cuz I, i you know i moved to australia i didn't expect to be uh to face racism here but i was yeah slowly with time i realized that there is a lot of that and um uh it's really important to yeah that book reading that book kind of highlighted why like it's not out of you know out of the blues it's it's just or because you know muslims have a certain trait or anything like that it just it's years and years of propaganda and pinning us against each other as a community But anyway, I I'm really excited to listen to more Punjabi music and I know you have a wide selection and the um the section now will be more on modern modern Punjabi you're yeah, saying? Yeah, so it's Or kind of old traditional. Not sorry. old traditional, yeah. but um it is like kind of some of the songs that I grew up with. They're kind of from the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s, but it's yeah, a lot of like UK Punjabi music mm. that I really love and that's pretty fun. The sound is old. <laughs> you could definitely hear it in but it's I think like it's really special to kind of yeah, hold on to some of that music. But yeah. Let's uh, do it. Let's do it. I'm going to play a fun track first. It's called Ganbalangi by the Sahotas who are like an 80s rock band, but yeah, let's take a listen. Cool. I'm 
ਦੀ ਤਾਰੀ ਪਰ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਜਾਨ ਨਾਲ ਲੱਗਦੀ ਪਿਆਰੀ ਹੈ ਨਿਤ ਨਜ਼ਰੇ ਜੋ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਰੱਖਦੀ ਕਦੇ ਕਿਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਨੱਚਦੀ ਨਾ ਥੱਕਦੀ you're tuning to Salam radio show this last track reminds me of Masari uh which was also like an R&B who was an R&B singer um that was great and he's Lebanese but yeah who was who was this this band? Uh, that was um that was Sonia Rishi Rich and before that that was Galbangi by the Sohotas and Rishi Rich is a really prominent um yeah Punjabi music producer and has worked with Riz Ahmed and you know really I think is like basically responsible for Jay Sean's introduction um yeah. and ran a lot of like was producing a lot of stuff at daytime so a really vital cultural icon um and that's Arishi Rich <laughs> and did you announce both tracks we played already? yes okay cool yeah. um I'm gonna play some ads and We're going to keep playing some amazing tunes by Inez, so keep it locked on 3CR Community Radio. Stay tuned in to 3CR Community Radio. Ah! Hey, 
Hey, what's up? We're Teether and Kui Neil, and we're asking you to support Radical Radio 3CR. You can do this by subscribing either by calling on 039 8377 or online at 3cr.org.au slash subscribe. We jail black males in Australia nationally at a rate five times greater than apartheid South Africa jailed black males in 1993. The suicide and self-harm rates are the highest in the world and the life expectancy gap is the biggest in the first world. You know, Australians don't like hearing the truth about how bad things are, but the more we resolve from it, the longer this is going to continue. Black fella, white fella, it doesn't matter what you colour. Mainstream media is not interested in this stuff. It doesn't find space to talk truthfully and deeply about issues that affect all Australians. The only place predominantly you will find that with any real depth is on community radio, and 3CR has been one of the great leaders in that. So if people are wondering where they should spend their hard-earned cash, I would suggest 3CR is a bloody good place to start. What your name is, we got the hand. Lots of changes, we need more brothers. You're listening to Radical Radio 3CR. And we're back on air and, um, yeah, we you've heard some of the ads. We'd love for you to subscribe to 3CR because without you we would not, would not be able to do this show or any other shows. <laughs> a little sneak preview. <laughs> yeah, a little sneak preview of our... Um, the rest of the show where Inez will be playing a lot of her favorite Punjabi songs. Um, how's it going, Inez? It's good. I'm thinking maybe we can take it up a little notch um, yes. and play some more party bangers or some bit more kind of experimental things that are really special. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show. And what's the first track we're going to play? First, we're going to play Ek Kuri by Sukshinder Shinda and Surinder Jit Mukspuri. Amazing.
once upon a time, when I was young, I had it all. I had the looks, I had the walk, I had the talk. I woke up one morning and it was gone. Where did it go? Joanne, it's a precious thing. Take care.
tracks are so fun they really put me in a really strong mood to like yes. get ready to dance <laughs> and those were Ek Guri by Sukshindra Shinda and Jawani by Jesse Sidhu and B21 B21 their album covers are incredible it's all of them lying on the floor mm. very like Backstreet Boy style um, and if you want to look them up B2 it's B21 sorry um, yeah they're really funny and beautiful i love that i want to have a huge poster of them in my room i think i saw some photos and it's pretty good it's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) um yes and you're tuning to salam radio show i'm your host marushti and i'm here with the sweet sweet inez (laughs) (laughs) it's so nicely um and yeah, I I really love Indian music and I grew up watching Bollywood movies with my sister, even though we were underage, um, but we really enjoyed those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like TV was, was actually fun back then. Like there's lots of um, stuff that was broadcasted between the global south. Like we'd have all these interchangeable programs and yeah, you get a good selection of different things different flavors from different culture and bollywood movies were right up there a hundred percent yeah so yeah um uh but today we're playing punjabi music and uh yeah we're here with inez what's next inez Next up, I'm going to play two more party tracks and then we're going to go maybe into more like big community wedding fun songs that you can kind of like yell and get a big catharsis jumping for joy out of. Amazing. Um, but first up, I'll play Lal by Sukshindra Shindar again and Jodi Jodi Takra, which has one of the best drops in a song ever. <laughs> um, so look forward to that. But first up, it's Lal. Yalla, let's do it. Lal to the 
And that was Chori Chori Takna by Dark MC and Jaswinder Dagmaya. And before that, we had Lal, which is by Sukshinder Shinda and Madan Madi. Those songs make mm. you want to dance big time. And mm. the beat is beautiful. The drop was great. Um, the drop. It's all about that drop. It's all about it's so that good. drop. <laughs> How are you finding the music so far? I I love this. Like, I really love this. Um, I've been wanting to just, yeah, explore Indian music for a while because um, it's so much fun. It's just really, really fun. And, um, yeah, since we... You know, we we were like hanging out a bit, and um, we had that session of you showing me, showing off your Bollywood music and uh, in Punjabi, and now I'm showing off the Arabic stuff. It was so much fun. It so was so special. I've been meaning to have that show for a while, and I'm glad it's on today. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of like, yeah, sharing music and like mm. being at big like community events together and just like yeah being able to like share that kind of joy with people a lot of these songs I kind of listen to alone or I used to you know the songs previously I've kind of like either played in a DJ set listening mm-hmm. to them alone but these are songs that I'm going to play for the, I think the rest of the show they're like big community fun songs which I remember like mm-hmm. dancing to at weddings or doing like gidda with aunties and um yeah just having really nice special fun big turbo memories <laughs> <laughs> yes um yeah that, what's next yeah so the next song is kuria punjabadia and this is a song that's basically like oofed those punjabi women <laughs> are amazing and beautiful and um yeah every time this song comes on all the fans go onto the dance floor and they're like it's us Fuck let's yeah. go <laughs> so hopefully that brings some of that to you as well yeah, we'll be dancing here in the studio. Unfortunately, you can't see us, but it will be fun. We're dancing. Yes, you're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. To all y'all players out there, it's not right, not right, but it's okay. It's okay.
And that song was Puta Sadarna Da by B21. I didn't realize how much B21 <laughs> made up everything I listened to as like a kid and a teenager. Um, but they've been dominating this playlist, honestly. Oh my God. So good. Um, I got a question. Yes. Punjabi music, Bollywood music, there's a difference. Yes. Tell us a bit more. Yes. Yeah, so what most of Bollywood... Most of Bollywood is in Hindi, in the language, and mm. a lot of money is like funneled through there. There's a lot of propaganda that also comes out through mm. Bollywood. Um, yes, and we do have like Punjabi film industries, but they're not as well funded, and a lot of the um, yeah, they're just not as well funded, which is really mm. disappointing. And also, yeah, and then in Bollywood. Sometimes the stereotypes of Punjabis are <laughs> really strange. Like, not strange, they make sense. Um, that, yeah, they depict Punjabis as like, they don't know English very well. They can't really <sighs> speak properly. Um, they're like, they're always, <laughs> they're always like on a tractor, breaking sugar cane. Um, and I they're think not- that's really cool. That's way cooler than speaking English very well and... Being a white, white appeasing bitches. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I think sometimes, like, even in the way the language is, like, sometimes Hindi can sound really formal. Mm. Um, and then Punjabi is just like, I don't know, it just comes from the heart strongly. Mm. And, yeah, I think the way Indian media, like, yeah, Bollywood specifically, often will depict Punjabis as, like, pretty stereotypically, like not intelligent or yeah don't know English very well um but yeah I also really want to talk about how (laughs) Bollywood is often yeah everybody speaks in Hindi but the actors that are playing the actors in the industry often are Nepo babies (laughs) it's really Mm -hmm. hard to get into the industry without that and also they have like Punjabi actors or they have Muslim actors Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time they don't really seem to connect with that. Like there are so many Khans in mm-hmm. Bollywood, they never really seem to touch on it. And same with a lot of Punjabis actors too. Like when they're talking about themselves, they love to bring it up when they're like, ah, yes, I'm a Punjabi. But then when it actually comes to like talking about the farmers protest or actually contributing to like, you know, standing with the your Muslim brothers and sisters and everybody that is being discriminated against in India, um, it's kind of silence. And mm. particularly, yeah, through Bollywood, a Do lot of... Do you think they'd probably lose their jobs if they did or something like that? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, th- it makes sense. Yeah, it definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think one of the worst depictions was, um, yeah, there was a movie by, like, Sunny... I think, I think it's Sunny Diol. Um, but yeah, it's like a movie and, like, Every time, like, an act of violence occurred, like, you would hear, like, really Orientalist, like, Arabic music. And then you would hear, like, (laughs) yeah, you would see, like, pages of the Quran in the background. And when they they were interviewing him, I think it was a BBC radio host as well, I think they were interviewing. Like, don't you think it's interesting (laughs) that, like, every time an act of violence is occurred, like, you're playing this Orientalist music, you're also... 
yeah, well, what do you think that signifies to the audience? Mm-hmm. And they were just like dodging the questions left, right, and center. And there's like countless examples of that. That like, yes, for sure, like Punjabi stereotypes exist in Bollywood, but also the horrific Islamophobia and propaganda, particularly as Modi is coming more and more into power, mm. is so prominent. And when people can't like depict that, it just like feeds into it. And like the yeah. the culture of Bollywood and cinema is like so important to the lexicon and how people think and um yeah just definitely like yeah there's you know the biggest example is Hollywood as well yeah um where violence is okay like you know I've talked about it before with Su Chen I think um we're talking about how like in American movies like all oh, the heroes are always like white and hot and blah 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 and then um and in the movie like there's all these action stuff where like thousands of people die and that's okay as long as the hero saves his girl or whatever yeah and the, but anyway there's a lot of different that's just one thing one example but it's interesting how yeah um movies and art is used for yeah propaganda it's always been the case yeah and another thing too like a lot of bollywood actors are often you know a lot of the time bleaching their skin as well and Mm. like using fair and lovely which is like a cream that is being used to like yeah lighten your face and there is so that's so i remember the ads for yeah. fair and lovely that <laughs> yeah. was so they were so, they were so terrible. racist so terrible and it was like so colorist too like yeah you the colorism is so strong like the yeah. you have like you have pakistani like fa- film industries you have south indian film industries but bollywood is like the biggest global like cultural export one of the biggest things that we export as um as indians is bollywood and it's all Nepo babies mm. that are, you know, lightening their skin or very close to the white colonial beauty standard, um, pretty much all speak Hindi. Like, that is also important to recognize that, mm. like, if you want to go find Punjabi movies, you have to kind of find them. Same with, you know, Pakistani and Bangladeshi and South Indian. Like, a lot of that, it's you're getting a very, um, very one tone picture of what's happening yeah Mm, yeah for sure um yeah as we're um progressing with the show the music is changing as well can you tell us a little bit yes um so the next few songs they're a bit of a chaotic mix i've tried to group them (laughs) together Mm. um but some of them is yeah, it's like music that you play at a wedding. There's one that's like a Punjabi cultural icon. Um, <laughs> and like at the end, there's also like two remixes of like old Punjabi folk songs, which are really cool. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to play the rest of them. And first up, I'm going to play Ashik by PBN and Miss Booja. Miss Pooja, let me tell you, no one works harder than Miss Pooja. She's putting out a single, I swear to God, every day for 20 years. Whoa. I don't know. It feels like that. The mm. the sheer volume of what Miss Pooja puts out <laughs> and collaboration. I don't even know. She must not sleep. But anyway, this is her beautiful voice. and It's a strong, powerful voice. So take a listen. Amazing. You're tuning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. <laughs> Oh, 
And that was Ashik by PBN and Miss Pooja. And next up, I'm going to play an amazing song that I'm sure a lot of <laughs> a lot of Indians in general recognize. It is Rail Gaddi by Shirag Pechan and Mangal Singh. And usually uh, at weddings or, you know, with I did it recently with me and my friends at my ma- house with my mom. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, like, put your hands on someone's shoulder and you make a big, like, choo-choo line, basically. And you, like, go around the entire venue or the room and you're like... The, it's basically the song that's like the train's coming. Oh, I don't know how else to describe it, but it really does sound. And then as the song progresses, it gets faster and faster. So you have to like also speed up as well. So it's a great group activity <laughs> if anybody <laughs> wants to do it. But this is Real Gaddi. Sony, 
that was Rail Gaddi by Chirag Pechan. What a turn. Um, you can feel the train vibe in this song. <laughs> Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're turning to Salam Radio Show on 3CR Community Radio. I hope you're enjoying the amazing tune Inez has put together for the show. Um, I wanted to plug in a really cool event that's happening. Uh, the Palestinian Film Festival is on from the 7th to the 17th of March. Uh, follow them on Palestinian Film Festival. And uh, they do have a website with all the timetable and such. And they're going to announce in the coming days the venue um, and everything. One of the movies that will be shown is, for example, um, Resistance Why. Uh, Resistance Why is a recently salvaged documentary by the radical filmmaker Christian Ghazi. This film captures a pivotal snapshot of the Palestinian resistance in Lebanon, circa 1970, with never-before-seen footage of Ghassan Kanafani. Uh, the film was once thought to be lost after militias raided Ghazi's home in 1988 during the civil war, burning all of his celluloid. It was found and restored in 2021. I'm really excited for this movie and many other movies that will be shown as part of the Palestinian Film Festival. Head to their Insta account, Palestinian Film Festival, and check out their websites as well so yeah um and as i really love all these bollywood songs and i really like to listen to them on my downtime and what's the best way to do it do you reckon you could put a playlist for us and we can listen back to it a hundred percent i can put a playlist together for everybody to listen to that would Amazing. be really special i can even add in some fun songs Okay, is it going to be SoundCloud or Spotify? It will be on Spotify. Okay, we'll share the the playlist that Inez will put together. So anyone who's um, who wants to listen to this music without us speaking on top, which is fun, but sometimes we just want to listen to music, um, we'll be sharing it on our Instagram account, Salam Radio Show. Salam is spelled S-A-L-A-A-M. So if you follow us, you we will share the link for that. For this wonderful playlist. And as there's more coming. There is more. Uh, we'll see how much we can fit in. But I'm yeah. probably maybe like one, two songs, maybe three if we can. Yeah. But uh, next up we have Bolo Tarara, which is by Deler Mendy. And it's the, I think, a 1995 release from memory. And he is a Punjabi icon <laughs> and his music videos are extravagant and amazing and his beats are like so special I don't know the Bhangra is is incredible in it and I think the album remains to be I don't know if it's still true but it is I think one of the biggest selling non-film music Indian pop albums amazing so let's take a listen to Bolo Tarara by Daler Mendy let's go
And that was Bolo Tarara by Dalen Mendy, absolute Punjabi pop icon. And we're coming up to our very last song. It's an interesting, fun remix. It's a remix of like an old Punjabi folk song um, made into like a party bop. So this is Gidda Bounce by Jugs Climax. What a banger, an amazing track to finish the show with. Thanks, Ines, for being on Salam. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, what, what a really um, nice show. I really had a good time chatting to you and knowing a little bit more about what's happening in India with the farmers' protest and um, 
yeah, the Union block as well of uh, Israeli uh, weapons. So that was really informative. Um, and up next, we have Annalie, who runs Make It Up Club, and will, she'll be having her first show on 3CR, which I'm very excited about. And yeah, see you next um, next week on 3CR Community Radio. Keep it locked. Hey, what's up? We're Teether and Kui Neil, and we're asking you to support Radical Radio 3CR. You can do this by subscribing either by calling on 039-419-8377 or online at 3cr.org.au slash subscribe. Some 